0: History is a set of lies agreed upon. Napoleon Bonaparte. Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and today we're sticking with our recent trend of looking at world leaders and revisionist history, but from a little bit different angle. Today's episode looks at five myths about one of the most famous leaders of all time, Napoleon Bonaparte. As is well known, Napoleon Bonaparte made his rise during the French Revolution, and dominated European and world affairs for more than a decade. His tactics during the Napoleonic Wars and those of both his generals and his adversaries are studied by military commanders and military historians to this day. He was both beloved and hated in his lifetime and after. So it's no surprise that myths grew up around him almost immediately. Here are some of the best known that simply aren't true. Number one, Napoleon was short. This is easily the most enduring of all the myths about Napoleon. To this day, a short person with an overinflated ego is said to have a Napoleon complex. In point of fact, Napoleon was not short at all, at least not for the time in which he lived. At five foot seven inches, he was actually above average height for the time. So, why did this myth come about at all? First and foremost, his height was reported at the time as 5 foot 2 inches, but this is according to the French foot of the era, which was longer than the British one. His British enemies knew this, but highlighted the shorter measurement in order to mock a hated and feared adversary, diminish the demon, and he becomes less fearsome. Another reason he was thought to be short was that he always surrounded himself with his imperial guard and they were without exception, veterans of height and stature far above average. You don't project power with midget bodyguards. Number two, Napoleon shot off the Sphinx's nose. Another popular myth is that Napoleon had his troops use the Sphinx for target practice during his conquest of Egypt, ultimately shooting off the nose of the ancient statue. This is a 20th century myth apparently even used by Egyptian tour guides of the early 1900s to liven up the story of the Sphinx for European tourists. The damage to the Sphinx happened long before Napoleon, perhaps very long. In one account from 1546, a French explorer wrote that the Sphinx, quote, no longer had the stamp of grace and beauty so admired in 1200, end quote. It's far more likely, as has been chronicled by several medieval Arab scholars that the Sphinx was defaced by Muhammad Saim al dar a fanatical Cairo Sufi, in 1378 AD, more than 400 years before Napoleon. Number three is also a persistent myth, and it's one of the weirdest and most funny, that Napoleon was afraid of cats. The fear of cats is known as islorophobia, and even many history websites mention this fear as being one Napoleon had. He didn't. He liked dogs because they were loyal, and disliked cats because he considered them lazy. But he was not afraid of them. This myth is actually one caused by something simple. Name confusion. Napoleon's nephew, who became Emperor Napoleon III in the mid-1800s, was so severely afraid of cats he would jump up on a piece of furniture if one even entered a room and stay there until the cat was removed. Now, Napoleon III wasn't nearly as famous as his uncle. And over time, stories of this totally irrational fear of felines seems to have migrated away from Napoleon III and attached themselves to the more famous Napoleon. As I've said before, history's weird. Number four. Napoleon foolishly invaded Russia in the winter. That this myth persists at all is simply a case of lazy scholarship because a simple Google search will tell you that the French army launched its invasion of Russia on June 24, 1812. This is only two days later than Hitler launched his own invasion of Russia on June 22, 1940. Both were begun at the start of summer, not in winter. And as was the case with Hitler, Napoleon fully expected victory long before the brutal Russian winter began, which he knew all about. In the end, both were hampered by poor supply networks for such a huge invasion. And the Russian troops simply retreated from Napoleon rather than engaging, depriving him of a decisive victory before the winter set in. Our fifth and final myth to debunk about Napoleon is also the most romantic and that's that his last word was Josephine. Now, it certainly is romantic to believe that Napoleon's last word was the name of his empress, but the records don't back this up. It's true that Napoleon loved Josephine, even after he divorced her in order to try to produce a male heir, which is very Henry VIII of him, and that she still loved him. There's also a legend that her last word was Bonaparte, though this is also unlikely. Of the numerous witnesses present in Napoleon's deathbed, most reported that his final words were something about the army. Three maintained that he said head and army, while two said that he said head of the army. Two other witnesses claimed that he said something about France, but only one says his final words included Josephine. This witness was General Monthalon, who didn't even record this last word account until 20 years after Napoleon's death. From what we know about Napoleon, his last words being about the army he loved so much makes considerably more sense. So there are five crazy myths about Napoleon you can debunk the next time they come up at a cocktail party. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you're finding this podcast both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll help us create more content and go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.